And I do want to make it clear that calling yourself a Christian is not, not a bad thing. They're trying to prove a point that there is a difference between this super uh, religious, don't really care about people, only care about rules and rituals kind of person, and the person who really is trying to follow Jesus and it, you know, has an understanding. And uh, some of the stuff, Caitlin, was that you that said that? I think I know that guy, or was that somebody else? Who was it? Just kidding. Um, that, it reminded me of somebody from a previous church, a youth sponsor. It was not him. It was somebody that talked to him. It was a Wednesday night, and we had a dinner at the church. It was in the gymnasium, and he was wearing a hat, and the guy got mad. The guy came up to him and was like, I don't think you should be wearing a hat in the Lord's house. And he was serious, and we just kind of looked at him like, that's a little weird. First of all, it's not even Sunday morning. We're not even in the sanctuary. We're out in the gym eating dinner, and I don't think out of all the things going on in the world that right now, that's what Jesus is upset with, <laughs> that you're wearing a hat. Um, somebody got mad at me at the same church for wearing sandals when I gave announcements one morning. Jesus wore sandals. <laughs> Just... That was a Florida church, right? Actually, no. Indiana. Indiana church. So it was, it was a little crazy. But I do, like, all these things, all these examples, I want to make sure you know and hear the whole conversation. Is there anything wrong with dressing up for church? No, not at all. But if you deter someone else then that's when it becomes a problem. What if that person who was a youth sponsor, what if he was a new believer or somebody that just went to church for the first or second time and then he's got this person saying, I don't think you should wear that. And it would be a big turnoff, so I have to be careful with that. Another thing I thought of is when people share testimonies, absolutely love it. It's incredible to hear what God has done. However, sometimes we get too caught up in just the sin portion of our story like if, if God has delivered you from something that you used to be part of and now you don't, that's an incredible testimony. But that should not be our only focus. And especially as if you're in the audience and you hear a story like that, it should never be like, hey, I used to sin and then God forgave me and now I don't. Because that's far from it. We, we all still sin. Share what he's delivered you from, absolutely. But make it even more about I'm walking with him. He saved me, forgave me. I, I fall short still. Um, and, and make it more like that because if we make it all sinning and not sinning, that is, I think, another reason why a lot of misconceptions have come up in the world about what it means to follow Jesus. So a couple of phrases I want you to remember. I hope these stick with you. You may have heard them before, but I hope these stick with you your whole life. First phrase is, Jesus did not come to this earth to make you good. He came to give you life. Big difference, once again, between the two. And a lot of people, even a lot of Christians, have treated their lives like I'm, I need to behave better, and that'll show like I'm a Christian. Like, yeah, some of it, sure, but how I love others is is the, the biggest deal of all. And um, he came to give me life, a fresh start, clean slate, rebirth. That is a lot different than he came here to be a parent who's like, stop doing that, and that's it. Like, it's much deeper than that. The second phrase, which is similar. Uh, Jesus did not come to this earth to make bad people good. He came to make spiritually dead people alive. So very similar, different way to phrase it. Um, but again, as I've said a million times, and I'll never stop sharing it, uh, I'm only saved by the grace of God, and, and nothing I do will make God love me more than he already does, or less than he already does. And that's my main focus, is trying to help people get that, that it's not about the do's and don'ts, rituals, rules. And again, there's nothing wrong with some traditions and some rituals and things. And are there things in the Bible that tell us what to do and what not to do? Absolutely. But that is not the basis of faith in Christ. All right. 
So hopefully we get that. Um, Timothy Keller said this one time, in Christianity, it's the only time where the verdict comes before the performance. Anyone want to take a stab at what that means? Only in Christianity, the verdict before the performance. So think about any kind of, uh, like you're watching a game, and like, oh, this team already won. Don't even, don't even show up. <laughs> um, somebody's on American Idol, like, you've already won. We're not doing the rest of the show. It's already over. Christianity, it's the only time. Um, reason being, on the cross, he died for, for me, and he said it is finished. And so nothing that I do, again, is going to earn anything. All right? My performance, when it comes to my salvation, it's, it's been decided. It's, it's secure. I can have complete trust in that. Um, my performance, my life, how I live my life, where we're going with this, uh, it does matter. Like how I treat people matters. How I love others matters. If I'm a light for Christ, it matters. Right? Some people won't know Jesus unless they, there's Christians who show them who he is. And that's the point of all this. But my salvation is determined. It is secure. The verdict is already in and whether I perform or not, you know, it's not, that's not what it's about. He did it for me. And that's, again, that's the good news. So one of the ultimate goals is to turn people towards Christianity rather than away from. Um, you've also heard me talk about how, like, the commands from God, there was a couple reasons for it. Number one, he knows what's best for us anyway. So anything that's in there, you're like, oh, I kind of wish I wasn't in there. I wish I could live, do whatever I want in this topic or whatever. But he knows what's best for us, like a loving parent, not an obsessive, like overbearing parent, but like, I, I love my child. I know what's best for them. So if there's anything in there that's like what not to do, it's not in order to be saved, but it's, this is what's good for you. And the second thing is it talks about in Romans and Galatians 3 and some other places, the commands are in there to show us our need for a savior in the first place. Even the 10 commandments. Are you, are you hundred percent on the 10 commandments? Have you ever lied? Sermon on the Mount, three chapters, a full sermon that he preached. Raise your hand if you're scoring 100% on that test. <laughs> Obviously, uh, it's, oh, his hand, I see that hand. <laughs> Obviously, we cannot fully measure up to, a, to perfection. And again, that is the point. That's why he died. And if I could do that on my own, why did he go to a cross? Would, it would make no sense. And so him telling us these rules or commands or the do's and don'ts, is what's good for us and to show us you fall short you need grace that is the point and we've got it all wrong and a lot of people have got it wrong with living a life that kind of reflects i have to things i have to do and things i don't have to do um, think about the videos the uh i mentioned the example of the person wearing the hat but um like the christian music thing it's important that we don't put thing or put God in a box. And it, I, I'm speaking definitely from like a musical side too. Like I, I love Christian music. Most of what I listen to though is not necessarily the, the worship stuff on Sunday. I love that too. But most of what I'm listening to throughout the week, it makes me think of Christ in maybe, uh, you know, maybe more creative ways or deeper thinking ways. And so that for me is it's, like, even if I shuffle my Spotify, it's going to play a lot of that stuff. So I would encourage you, like, it, it is important. Have you ever had a bad day or you, you're mad or something and then a song comes on and the piano plays and you, you just kind of, like, reset? So 
There is a lot of good for faith-based music, but not to put things in boxes. I'm sure you know my favorite band is Switchfoot. One thing they shared, they're two brothers in a band. Their dad is a pastor. And they said growing up, there was no boxes. So they would play. They'd play wherever people would want to listen, including churches, including clubs, including frats, including wherever. They were the same people on and off stage. And they said that our dad, who was a pastor, would let us listen. We would listen about... You know, lots of different genres. It's not like, hey, listen to this terrible stuff that's going to rot your mind and, you know, cuss and all that stuff. But all these different bands they grew up listening to, and they just felt like it was an ex- they could express themselves in all these different ways. I do think it's important to know to not um, think of things in categories so much. Now, obviously, again, I listen to Christian, Christian music. I read Christian books. I, you know, go to Christian events. CIY, Christian Youth. You know, I, I do these Christian things, but... I like the rest of the week. I don't want to think of things in boxes, you know, because then it would, then you may only think about God maybe in those environments. So only when Christian music is playing, I'm thinking about God. I will be thinking about God when there's a different, you know, another song on, but I'm enjoying music. I'm enjoying what he's created, you know, out in nature, whatever it is, playing baseball hanging out with friends, am I thinking about God instead of just the the boxes of like youth group and church and conference, you know, those are Christian things. Don't put God in the box, think about him always, and I think that will help as well with that. So, Salt and Light, Matthew 5, some of these verses that you read in small group, there's a quote that says, Christianity has become famous for what we were against rather than who we're for. That's another reason there's a lot of misconceptions. Just, I'm against this and against this and against this. Well, some of that's fine to share what you, you know, stand up for. But who are you for? That is even much more important. And uh, I want to share a couple others. I know I wasn't obviously on, on this side, so I don't know what all girls talk about for misconceptions of our faith. I remember some of the, some of the boys' ones over here. But these are a few more I want to throw out at you when it comes to, and you may not care at all, about like politics and, and news events. Um, but we've got to be careful with how we treat some of that and what you read, thinking about um, people that say, well, Jesus would 100% be this or 100% be that, when actually there's a lot of truth and maybe the middle sometimes, or just like um, not being so, so extreme. Um, Martin Luther King said he was an extremist for love. So are you loving other people with your decisions and your lifestyle? That's, that's the extreme that Jesus would be. Uh, let's see, this got a little jumbled, but the next one was another misconception is all religions are the same. You may not have friends that have said that. You'll hear it in the future. And it's becoming, I think, even more and more prevalent in the world of whatever you believe, just believe in it. And surely God, there's a big enough God that no matter what you believe, you know, you'll be saved if you believe in, in a type of God at all. But if you really think about it, um, that'd be like saying, uh, like, is your name Mike? Is your name James Michael Fruits? And he says, yes. And someone else says, no. Like, they're both right. I mean, that's a weird example, I know. But um, there are certain things in life that there is such things as absolute truth, and they can't all be correct. And, you know... All the major religions have major differences. They have some similarities, golden rule and things like that that are similar. But 
How are you saved? Who is God? Who is Jesus? Major, major differences. They can't all be correct. The truth is either there is one that is correct or they're all phony. And then that's when you can start looking at what's the evidence for Jesus and Christianity. And does it make sense compared to anything else? But the whole, all roads lead to the same place. There are times when, man, I really wish that could be true. I would like more people to be saved. But that's just not like, that's not possible. So that's another one. Um, and there's one, and Mike brought this up in the office about there's a misconception that you shouldn't share your faith. Is that, is that what you said? Yeah. Like you, you shouldn't share because nobody wants to know. Don't shove it down their throat. Where again, the Bible is full of like, like let your light shine and share the good news. And there's a way we can do it while, while being loving and not come across as, you know, like the weirdo on the screen or whatever that, uh, trying to ram it down people's throat. But if you care about them, then you do want to share because it is good news. And a lot of times the thing you can do is ask questions and, and they'll, uh, it'll make an, a bigger impact. So you'll talk more in small group about it, but I just want you, as we kind of wrap up this two week series, basically to understand the truth that you are loved. You are enough. Uh, Jesus went, lived this whole life from a baby till 30 something suffered, died the most brutal death, the time period in life when it was the most brutal way to die. He did it with us in his mind to show you how valuable you are. And in your life is not just about staying away from sin, behaving better. It's about the grace of God and walking with him. Never forget what Louis Giglio said, I do not want to work for God. I want to walk with God. And again, big difference between the two. But just know that you're loved, and that's why we have youth group and, and anything like this anyway, to help give us that reminder. So our guitarist is not here tonight. We're going to try to do a song with, uh, with the screen of, of music.